0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose, back to the Undressing Underground Podcast. Although I promised him last week, we do not have Charlie on yet, because I was uh, presented with a much more enticing and much more literal to the program's name, subject of interview that of goddess and webcam dominatrix Vivian Adams she uh, on her Nightflirt profile has an average rating of 5 stars from 1,781 reviewers I don't know if she told them to put them there during her act, but nonetheless, it's impressive. Uh, let's see, her profile also tells me that she is hot, young, fun, kinky, and American. And that she has a tight little pussy and a perfect ass. Her, she specializes in, but is not limited to cacolding. Whatever the fuck that is, ultimate girlfriend experience, I guess, like the Steven Soderbergh film, guided masturbation, foot body worship, fantasy roleplay, tease and denial, and striptease. So yeah, we talk about, I guess, some of that shit, but more so we talk about some deeply fucked up things that I did not know was a thing previously. Uh, fair warning, about halfway through, things get very dark as far as your clients go. There's talk of suicide and, I guess, forced imprisonment or severe emotional abuse. It gets really bad. One guy's been haunting me for the past week. But anyway, then we have a special surprise guest interview with somebody else to lighten things up. And then we wrap it all up with a uh, little short story from Tom Baker, our subject of last week. So, take off your pants open your ears, and cut off all your body hair, because
1: whatever, I'm drunk, and I'm severely
0: drunk in a second interview, but I'm also drunk right now, so just get drunk once of this interview with me, with Vivian Adams. Hi. <laughs> hey. How are you? All right, you?
2: I'm great, thanks for asking.
0: <laughs> no problem. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I don't know where to start, like, I guess, but like, how exactly did you get into, did you start off as a dominatrix cam girl or did you start off just as a cam girl?
2: Just as a cam girl. Um, I started mostly out of spite, to be honest. (laughs) Because I, uh, my friend had told, I, I went to college. I have a lot of certifications and stuff. So I had other jobs and I worked, used to work for doctors in Beverly Hills. And um, my friend told me to go on webcam because I could make money. But I was really scared. I, ha- I made the account and I was like, I can do this. And I was terrified. Like I w- couldn't sign on. I was scared of the people that were going to call. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was in a really dysfunctional relationship and... Um, my name was on the lease in Hollywood and we moved in together and three months into it, it was really bad. It just got worse. And so I kicked this guy out and right before he left, he was like, you are so fucked because your name is on the lease. He was English and he was, you know, so he didn't have his name cause he didn't even have a social security number or anything. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, he's like, you're fucked cause you have to pay for this now for a year. And it was a two story loft apartment in the Hollywood Hills and I was like, oh my God, he's fucking right. Like, I am <laughs> You know? Yeah. And so that night I started doing webcam. That night. <laughs> that night. How'd you
0: even find a place to do it?
2: Well I already had the account set up on Nightflirt.
0: Oh, okay. Which,
2: and that is um it's a not it's not live streaming. So it's like um it's kind of like phone sex is what it's known for, but there's a cam section. So there's girls that just do phone sex. There's guys on there. Um, I don't ever go to that side, but, like, they exist.
0: <laughs> you don't and, ever use uh, it yourself?
2: <laughs> no. I think it's mostly gay guys okay. that use it. But um, they have to, like, they're cheaper. Like, nobody calls guys, really. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I started doing it on Night Flirt then that night because I was so fucking fueled. And then I wasn't so scared.
0: <laughs> were you scared because you were in a relationship or just because of the creepy people you were afraid of?
2: Yeah, not because of the relationship because the guy had given me the go-ahead to make the account. Huh. And I remember at the time throwing it out there thinking like he would be like, no, don't do it. <laughs> I love you. And he's like, yeah, do it. And I was like. <laughs> You're a dick.
0: <laughs> so you, you, did, you, you did it. Wait, you didn't want him to let to let you do it at first?
2: I kind of, yeah, because I was kind of scared to do it anyways. And I thought he would be like, no. But he was like, yeah, you should do it. And then we can, like, go do some cool, fun stuff with the money. Because he was <laughs> such a fucking sleazebag.
0: He was just hoping to leech off of you entirely, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, he was leeching off of me entirely. Now he leeches off someone else. Oh. He, like, rode a BMX bike that had no breaks to work and stuff. And he was like 35.
0: (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So have you ever done like the whole dominatrix thing in real life then? Like not real life, obviously, but like, you know, like outside of webcam?
2: No, not really. I have like a pretty solid show that I do on webcam. I do a lot of like, I'm a sensual Dom. So I'm not a dominatrix that's like comes on in vinyl and whips and chains, you know? I like am nice about it kind of because it's my personality and I can't not I can't fake it that much when the calls are that long, or if somebody's calling me for three years in a row. You know what I mean? So I have to be like genuine to myself. But yeah, I'm not a dominatrix in real life. Like, I mean, I'm kind of a switch in real life, I guess. I'm a little bit dominant in situations and a little bit submissive in situations, depending on the people that I'm with whether it's work or my personal relationships and stuff. But I am definitely not a submissive on webcam ever. I don't do anything submissive on camera.
0: Oh, I thought you said in your... I looked at your profile because there's a link to at the Skype thing. Skype. But I thought it did say that, like, you will take requests or something along those lines. Like, it seemed like it was indicating almost a sub sort of thing.
2: No, I do, like, girlfriend experience. I do... Tons of goddess worship. That's like most of my shows.
0: Really? You, did,
2: you didn't know you were talking to an actual goddess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what does that entail? They just like they just tell you how great you are.
2: Uh yeah, they're submissive and it's sometimes a lot of times it's entwined with financial domination. For me, like I I do a lot of ass worship shows because <laughs> I'm pretty athletic. I run a lot and that's kind of my feature. My face and my butt are, are why people call me. Basically, I've got just my ass right in the camera, you know, pretty close. And I move around and I talk to them a little bit. And as they become hypnotized by the glory of my ass, they become more submissive. And then I can ask them or tell them to send me money. And they do.
0: So they want you to tell them to send you money.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I don't ever, I try not, it's a very like, it's a real tricky thing. Cause like sometimes they don't, some people don't want to send you money. And if you say that, they hang up oh. and you're like, fuck, <laughs> you know, you don't really know until you know the person. Um, some of them want to send you money, but not until they're ready to send you money. And so they'll say something that kind of will cue you like, okay, like I'm supposed to send this per- or like, I'm supposed to ask now. They'll be like, or they'll straight up say, tell me to tribute you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Tribute me, you know, but I do like a lot of times the submissive caller already has in mind what he wants to do for an act. And it can be really mild or it can be really extreme. And I am the boss, I'm the Dom, but it's their plan, it's their game plan. So they pitch it to me on Skype, typing, you know, and then I come back and kind of like make it happen there Harry- I mean, some of them want it, a lot of guys want me to tell them to eat their own cum. You know, like it's a lot of cum, it's called CEI, cum eating instruction. <laughs> and I am actually a 500 RYT yoga instructor. So I'll like invert them in halasana, you know, like a plow pose that's preparatory for a shoulder stand. Um, if they have the mobility, if not, I'll tell them to put their feet up against the wall and modify it. So their dick is pointed right at their mouth and then they jerk off into their face sometimes they'll do it on a cookie uh, I had a guy do it on an ice cream cone I a lot of these guys like to be exposed so I'll, they'll be like show you take a picture show your friends snapchat me um I make watercolors of the submissives that do like really extreme stuff from my stills so I, I paint them
0: wait do you do that for like your own pleasure or for them
2: yeah no for just for fun <laughs>
0: Do you have any of those? Like do you put them online anywhere?
2: This is also the watercolor studio.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's so cool.
2: This is my lady that she's on night flirt. She's actually a BBW, but I'm not that good of an artist, so she doesn't look that fat. And then this is the guy that I like to that calls me with the ice cream cone that he came into the ice cream cone. This is a guy that likes to get a cucumber. He ties off his balls. And then he fucks himself in the ass with the cucumber. Wait,
0: what's that say? Don't ever give up. Is that like a real thing he puts on himself?
2: <laughs> I put it on Instagram. Huh? I was censoring his balls.
0: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> um, this guy calls me from a hotel room a lot. And he's kind of a obese guy that likes to put the, like, fuck himself in and the ass with the dildo. <laughs> I'm sorry I sort
0: of keep laughing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guys that want to do like bisexual acts, but they don't want to be gay, <laughs> so they want me to make them do it.
0: And they don't have like they don't have any cognitive dissonance about that. Like they still won't admit that they have bisexual tendencies.
2: Listen, I like, I I tried the first year I was on here. I tried to like tell people, like, talk them out of their problems, (laughs) help them, help their marriages. Why are you calling me? Why don't you have sex with your wife? Or I don't want to reinforce the negative thoughts in your head. I don't want to say you have a tiny penis. Why do you want me to say that? And then I would talk to these other girls online and they'd be like, hold on, I have a call. And I'd be like, who just called you? And it'd be the fucking guy that I just. (laughs) That was like, you know what, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to work it out with my wife. He'd hang up and he'd call the other girl. So I'm like, all right, I can't help them. You know, like they're calling me for a service. I'm providing the service, whatever, you know? So, and honestly, that's their, they like it. Like the way that most people want to be told that they're good looking and smart and funny. They want to be told that they are a tiny, pathetic, cum dumpster loser that strokes their cock you know, for money, like has to pay girls money or whatever. And that is their, They're like, that's the thing that gets them off. So.
0: So do you actually enjoy your work now?
2: Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's some people that are really annoying, like, (laughs) but most of them I block, like I'll give them a few chances, but like, yeah, I, I do enjoy it. My, my callers are, they're really sophisticated people. They're not, I mean, I, yeah, sure. I have a couple young guys, college guys. Fuck. Some of them, I'm like, are you even 18? And they're like, hang up. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. But like, um, a lot of, it's a lot of like finance guys, a lot of lawyers, a lot of doctors, like people with high stress, high power jobs that for some reason, they're not able to date, or their lives have gotten so serious they're not having sex with their partner anymore, and they're not interested in fixing it because of the stuff. You know, like, well, we have a kid in a house and a another place, you know, in Florida, and and we get along great. We just don't have sex, and I'm like, this is that's a reason to split up because you're looking <laughs> for sex in other places and you're hiding it, but yeah. Yeah, so they it's all sorts of kinds of different people, I guess.
0: So are with those like doctors and stuff, are you just providing a girlfriend experience or are they coming for the dominant? No, they're
2: more they're always extreme. It's oh. always like forced in talks. They'll call on like coke benders. Um, <laughs> or poppers. They'll have like there's a guy that calls and he has like five different flavors of poppers. I don't know even all I know about poppers is from like the Silence of the Lambs series and the guy. T- <laughs> Poppers and cuts his face
0: off. <laughs> I thought they were uh, shoe polish because there was an extra on the Squarespacey thing, and they had these like actual uh, drag queen from the local drag scene on the set. And once somebody asked him what he was doing, and he said, uh, or she, I don't know how they identify when they're in drag, but uh, <laughs> she said, uh, right. it's uh, a drug or something that doubles as a shoe polish or something. And i I thought it was I thought it was poppers. I thought they said it was, but maybe not. Oh,
2: I think you're right. I think it. I think it's like sniffing glue. It makes them. It's supposed to. I know it has something to do with anal sex because all the guys with poppers, except for this one guy, normally they do poppers and then they want to do some kind of prostate stimulator. Like they want to. They'll do a bunch of poppers so it gets them like loose. I'm assuming, or stupid something, <laughs> and, and then they want to like do an anal sex act. You know, in front of me and have me watch. Um, one guy calls and he just likes to look at my underwear and then and like and so I assign each pair of underwear one of the popper names, and then I hold it up and I tell him to do poppers and the dude is like pouring sweat down his face. like, yeah, I kind of worried sometimes because I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, but I'm would you call
0: them would you call them I'm on one if you thought they were like gonna yeah. die? you would?
2: Yeah, I've had a call I've had a client before who does Forrest in talks actually is really fucked up. He's like the nicest guy and he's really handsome and he's young and has a lot of potential. And if you saw him on the street, girl or guy, you'd think he was cool. He's funny. And he is really bad, like closet alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sits in his closet literally. So his roommates don't hear him and drinks. Like he'll like hold up a glass and I say when, and he pours vodka in and drinks. And I was really kind of, Worried about him the first year. I used to work with him, he used to call me all the time. And then he tells me, like, in one of the sessions, the reason he does it, this is so bad, is because he used to, he had a girlfriend and he's from New York. And his girlfriend, he was cheating on her a lot and going out and stuff. And she found out, and instead of like confronting him, she fucking wrote a letter and jumped off of a bridge.
0: Oh, fuck.
2: And you know, it's like, oh my fucking God. Like, yeah. I'm. And, he's telling me this and he is like super sloppy, inebriated. And I'm like, Oh my God. And he's like crying and shit. So I'm like, listen, like that's really bad, you know, but it's not his fault because that he, yes, what he did was wrong, but she's mentally ill already. If yeah. she's going to take it that far. So it's like, You know, but he that guy was the only person I've ever seen where I got really kind of worried because he would start to like look sick and stuff, you know, and so I would keep I would end the call. So it's not paying anymore and keep him on or like tell him like, I don't see him as much anymore, but like I'd always end the call with like, I want you to go eat some food, you know, now drink two glasses of water and go eat food like and then text me after. And I have, like, a separate number that they can text me or whatever if they feel like, you know. But I always felt bad about that guy because he, he would always be like, please don't go. Please don't leave me here. Really? And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> like, I didn't. You know what I mean? I felt yeah. bad. I felt like, oh, I felt bad for that one." But, I, I mean,
0: mean. You even just said you, like, would end the call. Like, the, the, the meter, I guess. And keep yeah. talking to him. Like, I can tell. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, I don't want people to be hurt, you know what I mean, or fucked up. And, like, honestly, like, there's another guy that calls me. It's, like, unbelievable, this guy. And he's called almost every girl on Night Flirt. Everyone knows about him. And he's been doing it for a long time, maybe, like, eight years or something, because the girl that told me about Night Flirt know, knew about him. But he calls, and when the camera comes on, he the camera Skype opens up and it's already in his balls. Like and, <laughs> and he's really kind of heavy, overweight. And he's got his dick in a chastity cage that's poking out of a pair of crotchless panties. And then he's wearing like a little frilly top, uh, like whatever. He's got a, a few outfits. And in his I'm trying to figure out how to explain, like, he's got a like a douche kind of situation that's Holstered up to the ceiling, and there's a cord coming down. So the bag is off the ceiling, and there's a cord coming down and into a plug into his asshole. So when the camera comes on, you just see like there's like something up his ass, there's a cage coming out of crotchless panties, and in that douche bag or whatever it is, maybe a colon colonic bag or some shit, maybe. <laughs> he's poured, he's pouring bottles of wine. So there's two bottles of wine.
0: That's so he's, like horrifically dangerous <laughs>
2: uh-huh. and he's basically doing like a reverse force intox feminization like show and so i sit there as he turns the thing and like gets really super fucked up yeah. and then once he gets totally fucked up he calls in his two cats from the other room.
0: Oh, no. And
1: he's like,
2: come in here, come in here. He calls himself <laughs> Allie. It's like a, you know, his name is not Allie, but that's what he calls himself. Yeah. And he calls the cats in, and then he talks about how he wants to kill himself.
0: Wait. To the <laughs> right? cats? Like,
2: no, God. Do you take
0: any part in this, or you're just an observer as he talks to the cats? <laughs>
2: Observer and like a chatty girlfriend until he co- goes on to the like suicide spiel, and then I'm always like, Okay, well, you love your cats so much, like, you shouldn't talk like that. Who would take care of your cats? But then my friend that contacted you made a good strong point that Ernest Hemingway killed himself and he loved cats, <laughs> so it's <was> like, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know, like, there's these guys are. The really shocking ones typically have like something really like if they're doing forced in talks, they're really depressed or something's wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of my job to be like fun, but also like therapist a little, you know, like rounding out the sharp corners of the show.
0: Have you ever had (laughs) to talk to anyone yourself about like dealing with this stuff? Like has it ever gotten to you?
2: Uh, sometimes I feel bad. Like you know, like that younger guy I feel bad about. Yeah. I feel bad about Ali, too. But I know Ali's been doing it for so long that, and it's more fetishy that, I don't know, it's not maybe the same. But I, I don't talk to anyone. But when I was younger, I talked to a lot of people in therapy as a kid. And I think that it helps me in the position that I'm in because I've heard so much advice growing <laughs> up, you know, like professional advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then if it's too much for me, I get, I sign off. I never like make myself stay on, but I work out a lot. And that's my way of like, kind of like wringing out the sponge of the day. You know, I'll go and run like five or six miles and just like, uh, you know, like get it out and then try to do stuff like normal people do after (laughs) a long day, have a drink, watch TV.
0: (laughs) So you only do it during like designated parts of the day?
2: I work a lot, to be honest, especially yeah. since I moved out of Hollywood, because I don't have anything really else to do. But <laughs> I work, um, I work early in the morning, and then I usually take a big chunk of time off in the middle of the day and come back and work, you know, through dinner time until as late as I can stay up.
0: So it's like your whole day almost. It's my whole day. You don't, you, you don't have any other work or anything.
2: Um, I quit my other job because I felt like that scene in Boogie Nights. <laughs> when Heather Graham is like trying to take the final and she's like could be a porn star and everybody's like talking shit to her and she's looking at the door like she knows if she just like gets up and goes, she'll just make a lot of money and doesn't have to deal with any of that. Like that's kind of what happened. <laughs> you know, like the doctor was getting grouchier and giving me more. I was, t- I had taken over a lot of responsibility in the office, way more than I'd signed up for. And it was hard for me to sit there when I had Skype on my my phone, and there's, you know, 15 people blowing me up, like, hey, can you do a show? Hey, can I send you money? Hey, can I, are you home? Can you do a show? Are you home from work yet? And I'm like, fuck, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm getting paid right now, like, $14 an hour, and I could get $14 in three minutes if I just, you know, like, if I just got out of here, but I'm stuck. And, like, then I would go home, and those people would be asleep or with their families and stuff, so I just, I just quit, and... Sometimes I think it's not healthy because I'm in my house so much. But yeah, I can I,
0: understand that.
2: Yeah, like I work from home. Hey, kitty. Yeah.
0: That's Bella. She likes to interrupt everything.
2: She's very cute. Yeah. I recently became a pet sitter online too. So I have like a couple of things going on in my apartment.
0: Wait, what's going on? Sorry.
2: I like, I put myself on rover.com so I can watch animals because I'm already at my house. Huh. And I don't leave. And I'm like, I should just watch people's pets. Yeah. Because and I do it for really, really cheap because I I wanted to lowball the site. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the there's like a standard price to watch pets. And so I don't know. I go out of town a lot, um, and I have a dog that's hot pink. And been, um, wait,
0: we have a dog that's hot pink.
2: Yeah, you wanna see him? Yeah. I can't say his name because he's actually really famous.
0: <laughs> really? What does that mean?
2: <laughs> this is him.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> he has like a mohawk. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, he's got a really nice haircut. He just got trimmed.
0: <laughs> but what do you mean he's famous, though?
2: He's like on Instagram a lot. And okay not very friendly he growls at me but he doesn't <laughs> like me
0: does <laughs> he not like you because you dye his hair hot pink
2: no I dye his hair hot pink because he's a little shit <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> so but I tell him all the time he looks really good like I don't like dye him and laugh at him you, know, you don't like,
0: treat him like a customer
2: <laughs> yeah no he's, he's gotten used to like he knows when I'm it's funny because he knows the <laughs> difference between when I'm talking to someone real and when I'm working huh like he'll try if i'm talking to someone on skype for reels he'll come over and try to get attention yeah and if i'm working he doesn't give a fuck he'll <laughs> like stay in bed so it's like he knows
0: none of your customers want him involved at all they don't want to see him while you're yelling no. at him.
2: <laughs> he's not allowed on camera because it's uh, against the rules no pets no pictures of pets nothing like that and I know why, because I had this one guy who was a yoga teacher, ironically, call me and he would like always have his fucking ankles behind his head jerking off when he'd call. One day he called me, he did two things. Like he was trying to scare the girls. And one time he pulled a dildo out of his ass and like put his, like at the end of the show, he pulled the dildo out of his ass and he was like diarrhea dripping out of his asshole. I'm like, I can't unsee that. Like that was the end of my day working. And then the second time I uh, did a show with him, I kind of didn't know it was him when he called, but I I knew as soon as I saw his face, he was, like, jerking off, and all of a sudden he's, like, starts smacking his leg, and I was like, what is he doing, you know? And he fucking called a dog into the room to lick his asshole, and I was like, all right, no way. So I reported him, and I was like, I'm reporting you! Like, (laughs) Like, yeah, that's animal abuse. But, like, not everybody's good, you know? And if they're not, they get blocked and you just have to keep it clean like that. Like, hmm. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, how long do you plan on keeping the keeping doing this? Is it something like you'll just continue doing for fun if you stop being able to do it on knife, whatever the website was called or anything?
2: I, well, I'm on every site. I'm on my, my free cams. I'm on Chatterbait. I'm on And I'm on naked.com I don't use any of them but naked and sometimes my free cams but I don't like those because I don't get paid as much on those sites and I don't have that many fans because I'm not I don't go on there very much but yeah I guess so like I think about that sometimes like I don't know because I'm not 21 you know like I look young but Mm -hmm. I'm don't I'm not like a 18 year old girl out of high school who can just be on webcam. I mean, maybe I could if I keep working out, but like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, like, I, I don't know, really, I kind of have never really had a plan. I have really? a lot of backup things, you know, like what, like a BA in English. Oh, okay. I'm a, you know, I'm a certified medical assistant. I'm a lab technician. I'm a yoga teacher. I have some stuff that like, Educational stuff that won't ever go away.
1: Hmm.
2: There's going to be a huge gap in my resume, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: How would you explain that?
2: Uh, I have a jewelry business. Okay. I design jewelry. Um, and it, it's been my, my business like on and off for 10 years. So I can always kind of say that. I have to do a lot of like t- kind of the hardest part of the whole thing has been like not being able to tell people what I do because I'm not a liar.
0: And I have a hard
2: time lying to people, like really hard,
0: like family and stuff,
2: and friends. Really, most yeah, like most of my friends don't know what I do, and I couldn't tell them because they would judge me.
0: What do they think you're doing all day?
2: (laughs) They think I'm uh, writing and editing because that's that's what I used to do. I worked for corporations and did like, like PR and um, editing and all the copy, all the technical writing and stuff. Um, I did scripts in Hollywood, people's movie scripts and all sorts of stuff, but it's was, it's really time consuming. And I don't really like editing to be honest. I'm good at it, but I don't hmm. want to be like the person that goes through people's shit and tells them what's wrong with it, yeah. you know? And it's like, I don't know, it's okay to do a couple things, but if you're doing that eight hours a day, your day is a lot slower than if you're just dancing around in your underwear, rolling around on your bed. (laughs) It's
0: kind of funny too that the reason you don't want to do it is because it sounds like because you don't like telling people what's wrong with their stuff, but then what you do instead is just yell, your junk is really small.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, I just tell them that they're like, I kind of have like a few lines that I like to use and I always make sure that they really want to hear it. Because I'm scared – like sometimes somebody will come on and they like have their cock out and I'm like, oh my god, it's so small. But then I realize, like this person did not call my mistress line. They called <laughs> – you know what I mean? They're calling my regular line. And I'm like, okay, like they want to be all macho. And they're like, oh, like oh, I'll do like, um, like a BJ show with a dildo. Yeah. You know? Like that's like the most submissive thing I'll do, I guess. And those guys are always like, yeah, like – let me see you gag. And I'm like, no, like one guy on live stream wanted me to like throw up, like gag so hard that I threw up. And I was like, I don't think that we're compatible. Like you have to call a different person.
1: (laughs) Holy
0: shit. That must've been a, I mean, that guy sounds like an asshole, but still just being told by, a porn performer or whatever, just like I don't think we're compatible, it must have been like a huge defeat to him.
2: <laughs> right? I'm like, why are you why would you wanna like see me hurt myself if I'm not even into that? You know what I mean? It's yeah.
0: like
2: some girls are really submissive and they market themselves like that. Like, I wanna be your slutty little plaything or abuse me or this and that. And like I learned really quick, you don't do submissive acts on camera because they take it way too far because they think it's like the movies. You know, yeah. like they don't get it. And if you're, I do everything a hundred percent. So I'm like,
1: ow, like this is
0: hurting. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Does yeah. this ever get exhausting doing all this?
2: Um, Yeah, I used to have a guy from Australia that would call me at like 2 a.m. for six months. And I had to wake up and do his show. And it was like, it would be like 2 or 3 a.m. It was like right in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. But he would pay me like crazy crazy amount of money and so I did it for a while and then he became really bad and I don't do shows with him anymore he did a bunch of really bad stuff actually he was using like fraudulent cards on the website and yeah and so um so I don't talk to him anymore but that sucked but I remember I had to get up because he would pay me $600 a show holy shit (laughs) right so I'm like wake the fuck up like get up I'd be so tired and like and I was working at the time I had an office job at like a whatever eight to five oh so I went with, <laughs> yeah it's like hard but I mean I lived alone and stuff is you know it's not like it was bothering anyone but it was it was hard and it was a lot it was like almost every night hmm. and then you know but that's over I don't know I do get kind of exhausted sometimes like sometimes they're really into it and I'm like, just really tired or what they're doing isn't, or the worst is when they don't turn their camera on and they have no sound, but they, okay, so I have, I have no fucking idea what's going on on the other end, but they want me to do all of these things. And they're not typing, they're not communicating, or the only things they're typing are, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Okay, like that's pretty frustrating for me, cause I don't have anything. I feel like I'm staring at a wall, you know? Right. Uh yeah, so, but I don't know. Like, I like it when the guys put more of a show on for me, um, you know, and like do some fun stuff. I had one that were, like he would put all his girlfriend's clothes on, like his her headband, her panties, and like he was such a little. It was really funny. He would put like he had like a jeweled and. Enjoy is a company that makes sex toys, and it's like a stainless steel butt plug with this Swarovski crystal. And he'd like bend over and like waggle his <laughs> bum in the in, in the camera. He was British. Um, and then, actually, good for him, his girlfriend caught him being a sissy, and now she dominates him. So oh, he nice. no longer goes on webcam. She like does sissy vacation, whatever, with him, <laughs> and um, he's liberated.
0: Uh, have you like touched base with him since then then is that how you know that
2: oh yeah he messaged me and i kind of was like fuck you because that means all that means is i just lost my client so i mean i'm glad for him but like i'm not going to talk to him about it because then what happens is they just start like kind of bleeding you out like they're not going to pay for a show but they want to they're getting off on telling you this and knowing that you're a dom and so like I don't talk, I don't typically talk to a lot of people that aren't giving, like, doing business with me, like, on a regular basis. Like, you know, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so you couldn't, like, really be friends with somebody that you've done shows for in the past?
2: I actually had a guy friend that I knew, who was like, I fucking knew he was a pervert this minute, <laughs> minute I met him, I could tell! And he was, like, shy and, like 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 this whatever and i'm like hmm there's something to query about this guy and then the first time i went on my free cams his fucking his fucking my free cams id name is the same as his instagram name <laughs> and he entered my room and i was like like there is no fucking way that's anyone else and then and i'm looking at the camera like cuz i was still trying to figure out live stream so i wasn't very like i would get like this stupid like concentration face in the, you know, whatever, 3000 people. And he's like, he texts me, my phone's like, ding. And I'm like, and he watches me read the text and he's like, Hey, what's up?
1: I'm like, Oh my God.
2: (laughs) Oh fuck. Uh, But then, so then after that, he didn't really tip me in that room, but I did Skype shows with him and I made him pay a lot Like you would, I would do like, uh, you can use like gift rocket or Google wallet or whatever. So I did like private Skype shows with him and he would call me pretty drunk and he has a pretty good job in Hollywood, works in production and stuff. He, I did a couple shows with him that were kind of fun because he's a cool guy and we had a mutual circle of friends, but then I didn't like it anymore. And I stopped doing shows with him because He did it twice, and the second time he called me, he was like talking about his new girlfriend and stuff, and he really liked this girl. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm having a problem with this now (laughs) because I didn't really want to be that person in my circle of friends that he's calling, and he's like, he has high hopes for his new relationship, but he's calling me on the side. I was like, no. So he got cut off. And then one guy from a different circle of friends, he got cut off of my circle of friends, but brought into my clientele because he was so interested in what I did and started buying my videos and shit. And I'm like, honestly, he can, he's totally welcome to buy my videos, but I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm not going to text you anymore if you're buying POV blowjob videos or, you know what I mean? Like you can't, no, man, like. You, you can't and he couldn't handle it they all think they can handle it they can't fucking handle it Yeah,
0: no that's no. why i didn't look at anything i was like i'm not going to like look at the actual pictures of you before i talk to you it'd be fucking weird
2: no it's so, like it, i mean honestly even the guys that i like the guy that i date now
0: can't yeah. handle it i can imagine
2: like, he's like, you know like guys have a different brain than a girl <laughs> You know, like, we all look through all the girls' stuff. I see what they're doing, like, but the guy is different. Like, the one that, uh, the one that's buying all my media, mm-hmm. he, like, has a girlfriend. He's had a girlfriend. She's a pretty new girlfriend, so the relationship is fresh. He's posting pictures of her doing silly, cute things on Instagram and stuff. She's way out of his league. <laughs> and he, what is, she, what is he doing when she goes to sleep? If he's drunk, he's sending me, like, Pornhub videos. And I'm like, no. Of a, of a webcam girl bouncing up and down on a cock that like kind of resembles me but not me like I don't know if you thought it was me like what the fuck
0: like they all the, the, just because of what you do they automatically think boundaries don't apply anymore
2: yeah. like oh yeah so it's exactly so it's made it made dating really weird for me like it made because it's because they can't Not that just men's brains are different. They're more primal and stuff, you know, like they can't, they think about sex a lot more, you know, they've got more testosterone and stuff. So, so yeah, like they can't, once you tell them, there's no going back, you know, there's no going back. Like, so it's really, it's a tricky thing. It definitely is.
0: So your current boyfriend is actually aware of what you do. Yeah. And have any of your exes watched the stuff? that you're aware of, like, while you're in relationship with them?
2: One, um, my last three boyfriends have been British, (laughs) which is weird, I know. Uh, One lived in L.A., and then I met the second one because I was in London visiting friends after I'd broken up with the first one, and then the third one lives in London but isn't British, he's Polish. (laughs) But the middle one would be at my place in L.A., and he would be doing his work. He worked for a production company in London. And he'd be like, go work. And he was, he had a little bit of Asperger's, so he didn't really <laughs> care about anything. Um, and so, but he would kind of laugh, but even he couldn't really handle it. Like, cause I, like he would blush, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he would really, he would blush and he would like. He would be like, that's all you do? You didn't even, I didn't hear you say one thing. He's like, you're just in there laughing at him. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, basically. I'm not, I don't talk that much on camera. Like, that's why I don't do that much phone sex. Like, I do a lot of role playing and stuff. If they, if I have like a, if I have a character, I can talk more. But I, myself, don't talk that much to him. But yeah, they'll laugh, uh... Guys always think they want to be part of it. I've <laughs> dated a couple of guys, like, not, they weren't my boyfriend, but, like, dated them for a month or something, and they're always like, I want to see what you do. I want to, like, I want to do a video with you. I'm like, bullshit, that's what you think. And then once it happens, if you put, if you say, okay, all right, you want to make a video, let's fucking make a video. They're like, <laughs> like, no, they <laughs> get really scared. So, uh, I don't know, I think the fantasy lives the dream you know
0: right um, my
2: current boyfriend has never seen me working
0: does he even know your your fake name he knows it okay so he just exercises self-control then
2: he yeah well he would never buy my media
0: well yeah you'd know immediately probably i wouldn't we wouldn't you don't see like the names or anything on the credit cards it's the all secret
2: like king dick <laughs> seven
0: <laughs> you oh, know, okay the
2: more, like Sissy loves panties or like DJ squirts a lot. Like that's like their names. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't have, so I can't really see, but I know that guy is too shy. He's too shy. He wouldn't be able to, because I, when I sent him like a video that was very mild mannered, he like wasn't able to act normal on our normal Skype conversation for a minute, like 50. (laughs) minute, like 15 of them, (laughs) you know? So it's like, it's just just different, you know, like seeing a person in a different way.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious now about, uh, like you get friends involved because your friend told me (laughs) that she's like been on calls. How does that work? Are they just on the phone?
2: Well, it's harder for me now because I live in Orange County. When I was in Hollywood, it was a little easier because my girlfriends would stop by a lot. <laughs> so that worked great because I would be like, ooh, 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 come upstairs really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like fully clothed, like drinking their Starbucks, like like sit on my bed. And But now I do – I'll call her. I sometimes call – that the one girlfriend that you spoke to is one of the few girlfriends, I think – there's only two girls that know what I do. There used to be three and I'm not friends with that one anymore. And she was like my right-hand man. Mm. Um, and so we had a falling out. And <laughs> what's up, <Boris>? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I'll call they, a lot of times um, when they're feminized, they want to be like humiliated and they really want a group of their fantasy is a big group of girls making fun of their tiny penis or making them crawl around the house naked and like licking our feet and serving us like tiny sandwiches, you know, while we, you know, whatever, put toys inside of them and make fun of them. And, you know, like they want to be humiliated and laughed at almost like a setting that's like, would be in like mean girls, like a bunch of high school mean girls, you know? So I'll call her and she'll be on the road like, she'll be like, I got not talk right now. And I'm like, just hold on really quick. Like, look at, like, I just, I just don't have to, look at this guy's penis and say it's small. And she's like, she, my friends used to feel bad, but I kind of explained to them and they'll be like, ew, gross, whatever. Like, they're so not, they'll be like, ew, gross. Like, oh, it's so small. Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, they, they do get involved in it. When I have them around, I use Snapchat. To send them, you know, they'll be like, send it, send it, or Twitter, yeah. I'm on Twitter, yeah, like, send, put it on Twitter, and then they want to pay to get their picture down.
0: Huh. Because when I looked at your Twitter, I did see a couple of photos up there. So did they all come down eventually, or do they just sit up there no. sometimes?
2: Sometimes they just stay up there. Uh, sometimes, like, some people don't care that yeah. it's up there. Some people care a lot. Sometimes I'll take a picture of their face.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs>
2: with their Skype name. And then those people pay to get it down. It's like a blackmail show. Uh,
0: but they want you I to do that. <laughs>
2: they want me to do it. But if I find out that that's what they like, then I will do that every time they call. I mean, why wouldn't I? Yeah. If I know that they're going to pay me $100 to take a Twitter pic down then you better believe I'm going to try to snap him every time I get see him, you know, and put it on there.
0: I saw one of the pictures. I take it the guy who dresses up as a baby doesn't mind his picture oh, being up there. Diaper,
2: Diaper Boy. Yeah. Diaper <laughs> Bitch is his name.
0: Diaper Bitch has a good name.
2: That's his real – that is not an outfit. That is his lifestyle. And really. he's living with his mother and his, his ex-wife. And she has done that to his bedroom and he lives in it. The guy's probably six foot four and he's living in an, a, an adult crib. And it says in baby letters all around the room, like loser, bitch. Like it, that is some forensic files shit. It is super weird. Wait. He doesn't, he's like, I don't own any big boy clothes. And he has a night job at a retirement center and he wears his diaper underneath his scrubs and they let him go into the bathroom and jerk off. The nurses do. And as long as he keeps the door open, I mean, the guy is totally whacked. His wife, he's always with a babysitter. It's either his mom or his ex-wife. He's got like rattles He's got like a fake phone. He'll pick up sometimes when we're on Night Flirt, he'll pick up the fake phone. I'm <laughs> like, oh God. Uh-huh. He wears like these huge diapers. He's got like the bonnet and stuff. And then you'll take his, he always wants to be exposed. Uh, and there's no financial domination element. He's just, he's been, the guy I think has been emotionally abused to the point of no return, clearly. Uh, yeah. And then he'll jerk off and he'll be like, I made a cum cum. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, my God. this it, it, He's by far one of the weirdest people.
0: Do you know why his ex-wife is involved in this?
2: She, okay, they were married, and he was kind of submissive. And I think he was wetting the bed. Huh. And he had been wetting the bed before, like in high school and stuff. So his mom would put him down, he said. And she said that he was a bedwetter and that she, if he didn't stop, he was going to have to wear diapers to school. And I think he, she might have done that to him if I'm not mistaken. And then the wife married him and I'm assuming this might have happened, like maybe the wife married him when he was 18 or 19. I'm assuming this is all kind of collective. Um, and she said that I think that he was must have been too submissive or something, or he was still wetting the bed, something like this. And so she's like, I'm fucking out of here. You're a total loser. And she started, I think she took away all of his clothes and started dressing him up like a baby. He slept on the couch. And then he moved in with his mom. But his mom, the weird part that I think connects it all is the mom and the ex-wife are very good friends, so they together have done this to him. So I don't know if it was the mom's been doing it since he was a kid, and the mom told the new wife that he like you know whatever. But I mean, this this six foot four man is dead bolted in a bedroom eight out hours of the day from the outside. He can't get out. I mean, it's pretty like he said the neighbor, I go, what about like, cause I had a lot of questions myself. Yeah. You know, he does not asking me to like strip and stuff. He's like mentally like mushed, but you can tell he was probably normal at some point. But he said like the neighbors laugh at me, like the neighbors, they all laugh at me. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, he's like, well, when I have to switch from my mom's house to go to my ex-wife's house, they see me getting in the car. And like, I go, and I'm like, what are you wearing? And he's like, I'm wearing my outfit like my diapers and my bib and sometimes like yeah he's got like like kind of like looks like Halloween clothes like if you went into a Halloween store and you were going to be a giant baby like that has lost its funniness to me because there are giant babies out there that live yeah
0: and yeah and you keep saying it as this is something that's been done to him you don't think this was a choice of his at all
2: I really don't think it was because
0: the mom's involved yeah and what?
2: Fuck is the mom involved in that? That's wrong. You know what I mean? And I know it started because he was a bedwetter. He almost said he wet his bed in high school. And so the mom, it sounds like um, a mommy dearest kind of thing, like where she's so fucking pissed at him or her life or whatever that she's taking everything out on him. So he wasn't mentally very strong. And then he got with this other woman and they just rolled him over and he said i know actually i'm remembering as i'm talking but like i know that it was something done to him because he told me the first year he cried every night hysterically and then now this is just what he is
0: but he works around these nurses and none of them like they can-
2: make fun of him too he says really
0: that seems so that seems like against a code of ethics for nurses almost
2: Have you ever been <laughs> hospitalized? Nurses are some of the most miserable, grouchy, mean people I've ever been around. really Fuck yeah, they're so mad because they work really long shifts. Yeah. they don't want to be there. everybody's sick. they're cleaning up all the mess of the doctors. I'm telling you, I was at Cedar Sinai I went for like once for eight days in ICU from an allergic reaction. And the nurses were so awful. And that doesn't mean that every nurse in the world is bad. Yeah. I have a lot of nice friends that are really moody training to be nurses.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're a nurse yourself too, right?
2: I'm a, no, I'm a medical assistant. Oh, okay. That's not, yeah. That's nurse. You have to go to school for a lot longer.
0: Yeah. Actually what of my job right now is I help Uh, with the medic with the simulations involving these like robot things for the nurses at the school but yeah they're all like happy still (laughs) they're all
2: well they're in school yeah
0: they're excited
2: (laughs) that's what i'm saying like i mean i've every nurse that i've ever known like even in like my best friend's mom was a nurse and she was so she was a great nurse but she was really cold like really just no emotion because i mean they're the ones that go in the room and the patient's dead
0: yeah i can imagine just having to like push all that shit down yeah so i guess one more thing just one more thing about that guy like do you think the reason he reached out to you was just because he wanted to talk to somebody that wasn't gonna be like awful to him
2: who diaper bitch or closet closet daniel
0: (laughs) i mean diaper bitch because closet daniel i assume has a life outside of that but diaper bitch has like nothing Except no, for a computer. No, it's a very
2: special day, and he asked his mommy permission, and she said he could make a night flirt call. Huh. He asked permission, and I said, who pays for this? And he said, I do, but they take all my money. They take all the money that I make, and I don't think he makes a huge salary if he's working a night shift at a retirement home. But, yeah. like, he, they, he uses his little money that he gets from his little job at night, and he can make night flirt calls, and he doesn't make them very often. But he's always like, he'll always say, expose me as he's jerking off in his diaper. Expose me.
0: That's the freak. <laughs> the way you were saying that is so that creepy.
2: That's the way he says it. I'm telling you.
0: I know. I, I don't, I don't, not that I don't trust you. It's just like hearing this, it.
2: This is the shit that I was scared of. This is the stuff I was scared to see when I first started doing webcam. And thank God I didn't get calls like that at first. How? I got calls where the guys let me wear my underwear. I didn't even take my clothes off. and I would stand across the room. And they were like, you're really pretty. And I'm like, thanks.
0: <laughs> How long was it? Like, do you have to, like, get a reputation to be getting these sort of calls? Yeah. Really?
2: Like, I have really good reviews. And it took me a long time to get them. But, like, all of my reviews are dynamic. Different people saying yeah. different stuff. But basically that I'm easy to talk to. And that you know, I look like my pictures, whatever, that I'm nice. I'm not, I don't rip people off, but yeah, it's basically volume. It's like, it's star stars and points and comments and shit like that. So the higher your number is just like a cam score, but there is no cam score on this website. Um, it's just by reviews, Hmm. but yeah, like new people call, it took me a long time. First, when I first started doing it, I would make like $15 in a day. I'd have like one call You know, now it's not like that.
0: If you don't mind me asking, how much on average do you make in a day?
2: Um, I always try to make $200 a day. Okay. That's my goal. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen because it's Tuesday or whatever. Uh, Sometimes I make $800 in a day. You know, like it depends kind of if there's a sports game on, (laughs) uh, if there's a holiday.
0: Oh, I mean, they won't call in those situations. (laughs) If yeah, yeah, family. Yeah. So, like,
2: during playoffs during the fight during Memorial Day weekend I'm not gonna get calls because those people are with their families they're at barbecues they're watching a football game you know
0: isn't that Ref- good for you though that you like get a couple days off like the plan
2: yeah but I get nervous because it's just like working freelance you know what I mean like yeah. I'm just like a machine I'm just used to always working always working and so if it's a weekend and it's dead I'm like <sighs> like <laughs> I don't know. I get a little nervous about it, but It's like
0: this be forever now.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I guess it always works out. It always works out, but like I don't know. It it's normally one caller that will make my day.
1: Hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like it's one fucking person that calls and is just going to start spending money like and it's normally weird, like a kind of a weird fetish call. But those are the best. Fetish is the best cuz that's it's the most fun and you make the most money doing it.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you for talking to me. That was incredibly interesting.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no problem. It was fun.
0: Oh, and um, before I forget, I'll email you this later, but there's actually a movie, a horror movie from the 70s or the 80s about a mother that forces her son to be a baby his entire life. Like, well,
2: maybe that's what happened to this guy because he's probably like forty-five.
0: Yeah, and like, but he was—he like never learned how to walk or to speak in the movie, though. So it's like a little bit more severe. But uh,
2: Jesus Christ! I
0: don't know if you would enjoy that or if it like terrify you. But...
2: No, I'd enjoy it. I like creepy things. I mean, yeah. I like horror movies and stuff. My life is kind of like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope it doesn't end that way, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well I'll check it out. Tell me what the movie, like write it to me or something.
0: Yeah, I'll just email you, um, I think it's on Netflix. At least it was when I watched it, so if I find it, I'll let you know. Okay, cool. All right, thank you so much (laughs) for talking to me. That was No
1: problem, have a great day. You too, good luck. Bye.
0: Holy fucking shit. I warned you guys though, right? Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that fucking baby guy or the repressed bisexuals or whatever was going on there. I want to say I was surprised by the type of people that hire a webcam dominatrix, but when I actually say that sentence out loud, I realize how fucking ridiculous that is uh... it's it should be exactly what I expected I guess uh... anyway the movie we were talking about at the end that I couldn't remember the name of because I'm apparently a fucking idiot it's just called The Baby it's from about 1973 and it seems like that guy is living that film uh... it's the entire thing's on youtube, I'll have a link on the blog along with uh, some of Vivian's watercolors that she talked about at the beginning. They are interesting. Especially if you're curious about that yoga pose, because I didn't know what that looked like until I saw... Actually, our next guest! Our next guest is the man that he put in a yoga position to jerk off into his mouth. We talked over Skype for about half an hour, and I now will present you with about 20 minutes of that insanely drunken interview. I cut out as much of my stuttering and whatever is possible, unlike right now, where I'm just rambling, 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 letting this episode get longer. The sponge's music's pretty cool though, right? You thought I was done. Well now I am. Here's, a uh, who we shall refer to as Tucker. Enjoy Tucker speaking from the same mouth he came into. Followed very quickly by a short story from Tom Baker. I'll talk to you guys again after that. Hey, how's it going, man? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, so let's see. You, uh, you. Ha- w- can you explain what it is you have? What do you call her? Uh, Vivian? Yeah, on her email, she just has, her name is Velvet. Um, so what exactly do you hire her for? Um, to put it,
3: I guess in concise terms, it's, I guess girls like her provide something, a dynamic that's not readily available in normal interactions with girls, (laughs) or females for that matter, like, uh. You know, no matter how often you go out, how many girls you meet, um, whether you meet them at the bar, like at a class, like, you know, wherever, um, that kind of dynamic of having a girl uh, kind of be totally in control of you, that's not something you're going to come across uh, very often. I'd say in like 99% of my interactions with girls in real life, like they're usually looking for you to kind of be the you know, initiator for you to kind of take control. And that ranges from every scenario from like when you meet them for the first time to like, you know, the first time, you know, you're in the bedroom together. So I guess one of the appeals for me personally is like I said, it's not an experience, you know, you can
0: really come across in real life, I guess, <laughs> I guess <laughs> is the way to describe it. I mean, would you be, cause your thing is that you have her tell you, do you actually tell her to tell you to jerk off into your mouth? Like, I mean, we
3: do, like, a ton of different things. I mean, that's, like, probably the most extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She may sound like it's the only thing, almost. (laughs) No, no. She's, uh, I mean, like, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, it'll just be her, like, just telling me, you know, what to do. But uh, one thing that's cool about Vivian is... uh, she can like like you you start out like you're talking to her it's all friendly like you explain the scenario and then like on a dime she flips and she's just this ultra mean bitch dream goddess kind of thing and really? you know you go through the thing and then like whenever you finish um you know she flips right back to normal and then like you're just talking and laughing again and that's really cool i think that i think that's a pretty rare personality to be like so mercurial but like in control of it at the same time so uh, I guess that's why she's one of my favorites and she's gorgeous. So she like, you know, I think any guy who, you know, does this stuff like, you know, interacts with these girls online, it's like that you've got to click with them on a certain level, like you've got to find them attractive. You, like the, th- the thing is, like in the online realm, you can afford to be a lot pickier than you are in real life because you're paying them for your for their time, right? Yeah. So, you know, find the girl who's ultra pretty who like clicks with you, who, you know, on various levels and then you're golden. So so you actually see this as like a relationship on some level. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely, you know, I'd say it's more akin to like the relationship you'd have with your barber or something like that. Because, you know, you're paying them for their services. But, you know, yeah. you can still like, you know, be friends on some level outside of that. So
0: Right. Like you actually want to be able to get along with this person. It sounds like you don't want just somebody that's going to just do the act and then go away, kind of. Well, I mean, that wouldn't bother me too much. Um, We, like,
3: talk on Skype sometimes, and I've had, like, kind of similar relationships with maybe one or two other girls um, where, you know, we just talk about stuff for, like, a couple hours, you know, while I'm doing work or whatever. And uh, that's cool, you know? It's cool that they can be friendly on that level, too. Um, And they're not all like that, like I said. And uh, you really have to search to kind of find that right person, too, because you'll see these, like, listings, and these girls will be like, oh, yeah, I'm this total, like... Ultra mean, you know, goddess, whatever, and then like you'll talk to him, and they're not, you know, it's like not something I think everyone has in them. Just like every guy probably doesn't have in them to, you know, indulge in certain fantasies. So,
0: so you have actually like broached this subject with women in real life, like tried to get them to do the sort of stuff you get these women to do.
3: No, because. I think, like, I enjoy it, but I enjoy it in, like, moderate doses. Like, I like the fact that I can know one or two, you know, beautiful women online that I can interact with when I want to. But I'm not the kind of guy who would want to do it full time. You know, like, there are guys and women who indulge in that kind of lifestyle. And, you know, I don't judge them. I've, I'm obviously, like, you know, freaky enough. About that. <laughs> but, uh You know, like the whole long term thing, and interjecting that into you know actual your your actual daily life seems like a bit much for me. But some people do it. So
0: I mean, I mean, like your everyday life, but just like having a girlfriend, like telling her, like I want you to dominate me occasionally. Like you don't think that's an option? Well, well that's the thing too is you'd have to really
3: get to know someone. It's like quite an investment, you know. And if you're going to invest that much time in a person, you're not just doing it for that. Like there are myriad other things you're looking for, like whether it's like a long-term thing or, you know, whatever it is. So you don't want to jeopardize that by broaching the subject. It's funny. I I guess the times it's come up most often in real life is like ex-girlfriends. I'll talk to them like Uh, like a year or two even, a couple months after we've broken up. And then like once you're not together and you're not a part of each other's daily lives and social circles, it's like everything comes out. It's kind of crazy. So, um, I've never really indulged in the Dom thing in real life, but ideally I'd love to find a girl who could do both, you know, like be submissive one day, dominant another, um, you know, loves to role play. But I mean, like we're like verging into dream girl status here, (laughs) at least for me. So,
0: I mean, you mentioned, talk about the ex-girlfriends, like what Mm -hmm. did they think of it when you talked to them about it? Honestly, it's not like I just
3: brought it up. It's like, we'd start talking and, you know, eventually, like, after a while, you know, you start talking about, like, regrets, little regrets, and then you start talking about, like, things we wish we had done. And, you know, um, you just bring that stuff up, and you'd be surprised how many girls have, actually, and that's the thing, it's like most of the girls I've talked to have fantasies about being dominated themselves. I guess that's, you know, evidence Fifty Shades of Grey and how popular (laughs) that book
0: was. Yeah. So, um... I mean, like, were they receptive at all to the idea of if you had broached it with them while you were in a relationship that they would have done it?
3: Um, uh,
0: to a certain extent, but I don't know how much I believe them either because it's hmm. easy,
3: you know, a couple months or a year down the road to be like, oh, yeah, totally would have been down for that. But in the midst of like a relationship and all the emotions they entail, um, you have to kind of wonder if they would have actually
0: been so receptive. So,
3: and like I said, it's not something unless I found like an extremely cool girl who was down for everything, you know, which is a rare find.
0: I mean, have you ever told them about any girlfriends about Vivian or any others? Uh, I've told
3: one ex about it, but th- this girl is extremely open minded herself, like she is naughty. Um, so, uh, that, that was fine. I mean, she's done crazier stuff than I ever have, like in person kind of stuff, um, which I've never really tried. So, you know, she kind of scoffed at me like I was some kind of like novice, which I <laughs> thought was pretty funny. But so she probably uh, would have been down then, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. This is someone I dated, like, probably, like, eight years ago. Okay. So she's she's probably... I think she's evolved some uh, in the time since school and whatnot. Oh, but yeah, okay. Maybe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was curious. Like, it seems like there might be a chance but you're just, like, really afraid of, like, ruining what you have, I guess, <laughs> with all these well,
3: people. Well, the thing is, is, like, what I have with them, like, as much as I like indulging in these, you know, fantasies and everything, um, you know, what I have with people it still means more to me than that. You know, it's not like you know, (laughs) my fantasies take precedent over an awesome relationship. Um, So I guess that's where,
0: you know. Do you feel weird, like, keeping it in the dark, though?
3: Um, Honestly, like, when I first started, like, dabbling, like, you know, it did a little bit. Like, you'd have some crazy session with, like, some girl online. Then you go out with your friends. Like, 30 minutes later, you're out (laughs) dinner with your friends. And that felt a little weird. But after a while, you learn to kind of, like, compartmentalize everything, Um, which I'm sure, like, the girls who actually do this stuff do, too, like, the – you know, they, they have to, I yeah. imagine, because they're talking to like, you know, f- sometimes 20 different guys in a day.
0: Um, I mean, like, do you actually see this different than porn? Like, it's still not in person, but it's like that. I mean, well, I guess, I guess actually this question would be more relevant. Like, would you get some effect if you just watch the video of somebody telling you to do all the same things? No, because there's
3: like a level of interactivity when you're both on camera on like voice together that you don't get from like a video. Hmm. You know, it's and like also, you know, not to make it, you know, sound more than what it is, but you do develop like a relationship with someone just from like interacting with them, you know, enough times. So and that it's definitely, you know, on a different level than simply like, you know, putting up a movie or something. So and I think that's just gonna continue to evolve, man. Like 50 years from now, I think people are going to be doing some crazy stuff with technology. <laughs> But, yeah. But so you actually do view it as cheating on some level, then. I mean, I feel guilty about it sometimes, but not terribly. I've honestly, unless you know, you count this as cheating, I've never cheated on a girlfriend ever. Um, maybe part of it is because I've had this way to vent. But like, I mean, pretty much all my friends have cheated on their girlfriends slash wives, which is, which is like I find appalling. Which I guess is semi hypocritical, <laughs> but um.
0: I mean, have you? would you consider marrying someone and telling them about this whole thing?
3: I think if I got to the point where I'd marry someone, which I don't – I'm not sure I'll ever arrive at that point. I'm kind of – I don't know. I don't see that on the horizon. But uh, if I got to the point where I was intimate enough with someone to like consider that option, then I think I would – tell them. And I honestly don't know if I'd keep doing this stuff. Um, <laughs> because I mean, that seems like you know, just a bit, you know, it's taking a relationship to the next level. So.
0: But I mean, would you, you don't think you'd relapse at all? Like wouldn't you miss the whole, cause it's, it's a very specific thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, but there are times like, you know, I've gone like, there are times when I've been like really into a girl, like I've had relationships, relationships where I've gone like six, seven months without going back to it. Like while the relationship was going on. So, and that's when I've like, you know, totally fallen for a girl, which has happened maybe three times. I'm like 33. So, so what do you, I mean, but maybe after 10 years, I'm not going to say like, oh man, I wouldn't break down after 10 years of marriage. Cause it seems like everyone else breaks down after 10 years <laughs> of marriage. So yeah. I'm not going to say I'm, but yeah. I
0: don't know. I'm sort of curious. Like, what do you, is it the shame that you get out of this? Is like that, is that what's enjoyable at all or something? I just like, like I said,
3: uh, kind of. Handing over the control is not a dynamic that
0: presents itself
3: often in real life. Um, at least from the male to female dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, most girls I've found, and I've learned this through like getting dominated by. Like I almost feel like getting dominated by girls online has almost like improved the way I you know can talk to girls in real life because they all want the same thing that I kind of want from the cam girls. Like at least from the. And I'm not. I don't want to like you know do a blanket statement across like the entirety of the, you know, the female species. But, uh, you know, a lot of them like that dynamic. Like, you know, they like when you, you know, are kind of a jerk when you initiate everything and are kind of in control. So that's just my, from my personal experience. so. So
0: does it matter what she makes you do then? Like what, is there like a limit to what you would do? Yeah. Because
3: like, that's another thing is I wouldn't say, um, these kind of fetishes are an acquired taste. Because there are a bunch of fetishes out there that I just don't get, that I've been aware of for like ten plus years, that I that I you know could never understand. Like, uh, for example, the foot fetish thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot for the life of me fathom why you could have like a perfect ten girl in front of you and you want to stare at her feet. Like, I just (laughs) I just don't get it. Another one would be the ignore line. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay, so there are girls who post listings that are like call me on my ignore line and they basically just fucking put on their cam and go about their daily business and totally ignore the person who's calling them and guys will sit there for like two hours like I don't get that either that that's that does not strike me as like you know hot at all. Um, financial domination where a girl like you know tries to just tap as much as she can from your wallet you know I understand any interaction with these girls you like give them money yeah. but um, the actual act of giving them your money being, like, the the focus, uh, I can't quite grasp. So, like I said, that's why I don't think it's an acquired taste. I think, like, if you browse the spectrum for long enough, you'll find something that, like, might pique your interest. So,
0: hmm. so you wouldn't be into her, like, posting your picture on Twitter then?
3: No, there are some guys who love that, though, as is evidenced by, you know, some of these girls' <laughs> Twitters. Yeah. So, I don't know if they just uh, – I don't know. I've, I've also been intrigued by that, so –
0: Yeah, I was intrigued by a lot of what she said. Like, I've been haunted since doing the interview about (laughs) the the diaper bitch guy. Like,
3: that's Uh, dude. That guy that that's kind of funny because, like I said, I've I've been friends. I've been friends with a couple of these girls now. Vivian's probably one of the, if not the coolest. Um, but uh, they uh, this guy pops up a lot. Like, I've seen him on almost every one of my friends' Twitters.
0: Um. Oh, I had at least one more question. I forget what it yeah, was. Yeah, no, like. no,
3: take your time, dude. I'm, I'm chilling out. I got I've got my Game of Thrones on save, so I can <laughs> start it up whenever.
0: So you just like it's like what, what drives you to do it ultimately, I guess? Like, is you just like obviously you just sound like a normal guy and like you live mm-hmm. your normal life, but then you just have this. Does anybody know about this actually? Um
3: no. Outside of like, like I said, one or two exes I've talked to. You, so. Yeah.
0: So Like, what drives you to it ultimately? Like, what is like, what makes you ultimately just have to go back and do it? I mean, I wouldn't even like consider it
3: like, you know, that I like have to go back. It's just something I enjoy doing, honestly. It's like, Mm. it relieves a lot of pressure. It's a lot of fun, especially once you get over, you know, the whole like, oh, this is, you know, so shameful, whatever. Like I said, as soon as we're done, it's like we're talking like we're friends. So it's it's really it's a really cool dynamic. So and I think that's you know a testament to our culture to be honest that we that we have like such open minded people. And obviously, there are a lot of issues regarding you know similar things in the media right now, which I won't get into. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's cool. Uh, I think that we can feel free to explore that kind of thing and you know just revert back to our normal lives when we want to. So, so. there's no shame involved in this at all for you. I mean. Like, while we're playing, like, there's, I guess that's part of the equation. It's not a main part, but, you know, after it's over, you know, I don't care. Like, I know I've seen crazier stuff, you know, in the news from my friends. um, You know, when I think, like, oh, I just had, like, some, like, humiliating session online with a gorgeous dominatrix, it's like, yeah, but, you know, my, friend a couple weeks ago cheated on his wife like i kind of weigh those against each other it's like i'm not that bad Hmm. my whole thing is as long as i don't hurt anybody or you know either directly or indirectly through uh the fun i'm having then it's cool so
0: i mean what do you consider hurting though because like obviously you're keeping a secret from your girlfriends
3: yeah but uh i'm pretty careful about that secret you know and also like i said I, i'm you know if, if i ever got married or something like that or ever had kids god forbid um you don't want them walking know, in on you doing that no, I, no I, I think i'd be done with it completely because like i said when i have been in serious relationships in the past i have kind of taken a an extended break so
0: hmm. and uh i guess my last question would just be what are you plan? do you have an idea of what's being planned for your next watercolor session with her you have no idea what that girl, to be honest. Really? And,
3: no, and that's one of the cool things about her. It's uh it's even like when you have the pick of anyone, because you know, obviously you're paying for their services, um, it's difficult to find someone who's really intelligent, kind of charismatic and gorgeous. And not only that, but they have to fit your per your personal taste as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so
0: Actually, I guess one, like, for real last question. Yeah, no, (laughs) Um, no,
3: no, no. Take your time. That's cool, man.
0: Yeah. But uh, do you ever talk to anybody else that does this? Do you ever, like, bond with people? Do do you have any interest in talking to other people that use dominatrixes? Um, Like, uh,
3: no, no, honestly, I I don't know how that would look, uh, talking to someone else. Because I think everyone's tastes also are so diverse. I think it'd be hard to... I don't know. I just don't see that happening, I guess. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people would be more shy about it. A lot of people have a lot more to lose than I do. Like I um I'm a working professional and I have a girlfriend, but some people have families and do this stuff. Some people have kids and still do it and do it in real life. Um, so you know, I, I'm sure those guys are more reticent in how often they express their inner
0: thoughts to people, you know? I mean, like you personally, like if there was somebody else like you, would you like be interested in like sharing stories? Like, would that be of any interest or is it just like a very personal thing for you?
3: Um, I mean, you're talking say, to me,
0: obviously.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, I'd say, I mean, it's more between me and like the, the, the girls I talk to you. So, you know, it, like I wouldn't really see any appeal in like sharing it, I guess, with, you know, a kindred spirit,
0: you know? <laughs> I mean, so, so why are you talking to me then? I mean, was not, not a kindred spirit, but... No, <laughs> no, 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 totally. Um,
3: well, uh, you know, Viv brought it up, and I was like, you know, that's cool. It's kind of cool to talk about it, actually, because you don't get many opportunities to. But, um, hmm. you know, this is in a more, I guess, professional capacity than, like, you know, bonding with someone over a campfire and sharing stories of <laughs> Doms doing unspeakable things to you, so...
0: Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's basically... just was going to take this on to the end of her interview, so... <laughs> just yeah. seemed like a fun thing to fuck. Obviously I can't talk to diaper bitch because that would <laughs> probably not that, go anywhere. That sounds crazy. I didn't know he was locked in that room. That's That's what she said. Yeah, she said he's like deadbolted in there and it's her his mom and his ex-wife are like best friends and they just keep him locked up. There's a lot uh with guys involved in this. There's a lot of
3: mythologization of self-deprecation. Hmm. Um I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the scenario he spun to, you know, evoke certain reactions from some of these women. You know, he really could be dead bolted in that room, um, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you know it was kind of uh, you know a fantasy he's just thrown out there.
0: Interesting. There, there is are life. definitely some horror
3: stories, man. Like you see yeah. them in the news and stuff every now and then. I mean, yeah, but there was some German guy in his like ultra dark fantasy, and this is gonna sound horrible but he wanted to have his dick bitten off by another guy that was his (laughs) fantasy and he posted like you know all these links on craigslist or whatever the equivalent is in germany yeah and he ended up doing it with a guy he ended up dying uh so i mean like some people i'm glad i guess my fantasies end where they do um (laughs) because some people like i said really delve into them
0: but yeah i mean more power yeah i've heard other stories about like Similar to that, like, just people that, like, I want you to murder me and to eat me. <laughs> yeah, the, that that's another one, like, the
3: death fantasy. Like, yeah. I just don't get it. Uh, but um, maybe that comes along with some kind of, like, psychological trauma. I don't know. But, I mean, I don't know. We live in a pretty crazy place. But, you know, to go back to a lighter area and, like, guys interacting with doms online – Um, and if you like go to some of these websites, you'd be surprised at like how many of the listings kind of verge in that direction now. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that guys are looking for something that they, you know, don't find too often, you know, in their interactions in
0: normal life. What do you mean? What were you referring to by their messages? Sorry. Like, uh, some of
3: these like websites with these girls, like so many of them, of their advertisements like verge to like being
0: doms now. Um, oh, you just mean in general, just domination, not like specific acts. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, it's so, definitely interesting. Yeah. That's why I was interested. Cause like I somebody, a friend of hers just messaged me and said, like, would you like, to, would you like to talk to a cam girl? And I was like, all right, that's cool. And then I found out she's a dominatrix cam girl. I was like, that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, some that, that's another thing, too. It's like some of these girls are
3: just like, that's all they do. Yeah. Um, I think Vivian also does some like, uh, normal stuff too, but, uh,
0: yeah, it sounds like a lot less now though. It sounds like this is more enjoyable mostly. <laughs> yeah. She, she definitely has fun,
3: which is cool too. Like, like it's another thing, you know, when it's, when it's more genuine, it makes a difference. So
0: really, if they weren't
3: enjoying it, you think you'd enjoy it less? I can tell, um, you know, you can tell when someone's like reading a script or when they're like, you know, really having fun. So
0: all right. Well, unless you have anything else, Dad, I guess that pretty much covers everything for me.
3: No, nah, that's cool, man. Good talk.
0: Oh uh, yeah, thanks. You too. That <laughs> <laughs> was fun. All right. Yeah. Take it easy, dude. All right. I'll see you. <laughs> Later. Bye.
1: As I was stepping out of the department store. I spied a strange man crouched down on one knee, with his hand in his pants. He was clearly fondling himself, his other hand was over his eye. That, I said, is an unseemly pose. The man was quite clearly cupping his privates, the bulge in his pants testified to this. Was anyone else going to do anything about this bizarre vulgarian? He's clearly mentally ill, said my friend, just ignore such people. I turned to walk away but as I looked back over my shoulder I could see that he was as frozen as if he had been made of stone also he seemed to be wearing a short plastic cape like something he took from a Halloween costume I'm sure the police took him away or perhaps there was a hidden candid camera I could not see sometimes our pathways through the world intersect unexpectedly with a weirdly modified twisted variant of the normal and mundane.
0: That was Tom Baker with Unseemly Pose. I've had a few short story and poetry submissions over the past week, but I thought that was probably the most appropriate. Uh, Don't forget to submit your own short stories or poems to the blog or email at undressingunderground at gmail.com. You can also uh, call them in to 260-PUNK-POD. That's 260 786 five seven six three you can do whatever you want there though it doesn't have to be a poem or short story you can just talk about how horrible my interview skills are or you can just do your own minute and a half interview if you think that's possible or you can actually do a real interview and send it to me at the gmail account i've already listed or reach out to me on twitter or at email or in the blog comment section to give me more suggestions. Both uh, Vivian and Tom Baker were suggestions given to me. I think it worked out pretty well, so I'd like to hear more from you people about who you'd like me to talk to. Uh, I guess that about does it for this week. Tune in again. I mean not to just download me again next week for my chat with Charlie maybe or maybe I'll just keep bumping in for more interesting people if you guys keep sending me people to talk to I've been enjoying that as I already said I also already mentioned I'm drunk but I'm going to say that again too because that's what I do as my girlfriend can tell you uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or whatever fancy fucking app that you use, or join the mailing list and maybe I'll actually do it if there's more than two people on it. And uh, oh yeah, you contribute me on Patreon. If you are one of Vivian's clients, just pretend she told you to send me money instead of her. Still send her money, but send me money too because this shit takes a lot of time. And I'm happy to keep doing it for free, but we all like money, don't we? For a while. Seriously, send me more people to talk to. I'm enjoying doing this, but I need more guests to keep doing it. I'm just going to run out the song. I don't really have anything to say, but I feel like I should talk to the end of the song at least. Maybe. Maybe I don't need to. Why are you people listening to this? Just go already. This thing's almost an hour and a half long. Do you realize what you could have done in an hour and a half? Besides, there's other podcasts. Just this last few minutes don't matter unless you want to find out to like, give me money. Oh, it's over. Uh, yeah, give me money. Send me guests. Send me your interviews. Do something with your sad fucking lives.